Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, a Star Trek podcast. My name is Caitlin and with me today are... Jake! Chris! Ames! We're here for episode 315! Ames doing a fool on everyone. We do not have a guest. I lost count. Yeah, no, there is no fifth, it's just the four of us. I miscounted the men. Yeah. The men! okay it's a mistake that we've all made and we're here today to talk not about two but three episodes of star trek the voyager oh shit talk fast the penultimate episode uh i blame that two-parter the other week that kind of screwed up the schedule if not for that it would have worked out and that didn't need to be two parts yeah they rarely do though that's the problem anyway there was a stargate episode that did the same fucking thing in one episode Mm. So it can be done, guys. Wait, which one was the two-parter that you didn't like? Oh, Workforce? I loved Workforce. I, liked workforce. I thought it was perfect. I don't know that I disliked it, but I think if they paired it into a single episode, it would have been better. More focused. And if it had been yeah. one episode, we would have bitched that it felt too rushed. I don't, I don't know. It's true. Possible. Very possible. Well, the three, it sounds like us. <laughs> it does. The three episodes that we're going to discuss today are Natural Law, Homestead, and Renaissance Man. <laughs> yeah. Natural law, which I noted human nature or whatever. Natural law, question mark. I couldn't remember what it was called when I took these notes. Seven and Chakotay find themselves stranded on a planet inhabited by the primitive Ventu people. Chakotay, when they land, he's got a broken leg and he starts to become infected and uh, the Ventu heal him. And they start to teach him their language and uh, tell him where the mountains are and where the river is. And uh, I didn't write this part down, this part of ad-libbing. You know how you know, Trump will go off the teleprompter? That's <laughs> what's happening now. I wrote a thing. Caitlin but, 2024. <laughs> dude, whatever. Yeah, my vote. I'm old enough now. I could. But yeah, at first Seven is super suspicious of these people and is like, oh, they're bad maybe. And nope, they're not. They're great. They're very simple folk. They're fine. Don't make that face. They're good people. They're just, you know, they're not uh, they're not technologically advanced, and that's fine. So yeah, they heal Chakotay, and one of them saves Seven when she trips and falls in a most unconvincing way and loses her tricorder. <laughs> oh no. They're... Yeah, they somehow have a sewer grate for it to fall down, <laughs> despite not having sewers. Well, they got Ninja Turtles, you know, so mm. you gotta have some place to keep them. So, uh, the thing is, the reason why they crashed was because there's this invisible barrier around this planet, and uh, of course they can't send communications through the barrier, so they're like, well, let's find our wrecked shuttle and uh, make it into a communicator. That always works. That mm-hmm. works every fucking time. They should just start packing like an emergency beacon thing on a shuttle that you don't have to make out of shuttle parts. Well, see, they do, but that's always lost and or destroyed. Well, the other problem is that they can't really get anything through that energy shield. Yeah, that's true. They have to magic up a beacon with the deflector. Well, I, I know. But, well, no, they magic up two things, don't they? They do a def- they. Do a deflect, Maybe. but also do a communicate? Well, yeah, the deflector was to disable that's right. the shield, the shield right. and then they could just use their regular that's communicator. Right, that's right. Well, luckily... Did we use nanopros? No. Not this time. Wow! Luckily, Different. though, Seven is smart as fuck, and she figures out not only how to bring down the shield, but also how to communicate with Voyager. Enter these alien fuckbags led by... Barris? Is it Barris? Yeah, the Lilidosian. Elon Fuckbago. So yeah, it's a sc- the Ladosians. 
They, wow, I'm getting homestead natural law. This is why I wrote this shit down. I should have just stuck to the script. I yeah. wrote it. Well, they're it's all, all the, right here. They're all on the same planet. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. No, they're not. Yeah, yeah they yeah, are. They're, they're on a different part of the planet. I thought they were on a different planet. No. I thought they couldn't get into the, the, the shield planet. is they only can't get in into, one The section. shield is like covering the... Oh. There's like, it's like a preserve yeah. to keep the... Yeah, yeah, to keep them unspoiled. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. I thought it was a... St- it's like totally Jurassic separate. Park. <laughs> nope, same, same. Yeah. I feel like you put a big old dome over the Amish for a couple centuries. It's like, it's the North Sentinel Island people is what it is. Mm. They need a dome. We gotta stop going anywhere near them. Well, anyway, the Ladosians are super hyped that this shield thing is down because they can't wait to just rape the land of its miner- minerals and resources and who knows what else. Um, and Seven's like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> also, <laughs> also, Seven well, impersonation. Thank you. That's exactly that's exactly what Jerry Ryan says. But uh, she stays on planet because one of the Ventu, the girl that helped her actually and gave her a nice blanket, is injured during deflection of the shield or whatever so she's like i'm gonna stay and heal you and then she's like wait what are you guys doing here and the ladosians are like this is great we love this place we're gonna take all this stuff no yeah we'll totally take care of these people um we'll teach them how to do things assimilate we'll assimilate we're bringing them christianity and seven's like oh no i've done something horrible so she uh wait is this the one with that stupid oh my god it is so, uh, Driver's we, we also Driver's have, Ed. yeah, we have Tom Paris takes Driver's Ed, <laughs> and, uh, it's so weird. He's chilling with this old dude, Clegg, who kind of reminds me of the guy who plays Barnaby or whatever the fuck Boothby. his name is. Boothby. Thank oh, you. He's got, that. he's got that vibe. It's not the same actor, but he's got a vibe. I see it. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I'm going to teach you how to drive. You don't have to drive so fast, Tom. Jeez. But, uh... Janeway's like, Prime Directive, Prime Directive, Prime Directive. Yeah, they're always saying that. But then, and they're like, well, too bad, we don't care, we're gonna stay. And she's like, well, we're gonna take back our deflector, and uh, you'll have to leave, so you've got five minutes to get the fuck out. And they're like, no, we don't think so. And they, like, shoot their transporters, don't they? Don't they, like, shoot out their transporters? Or is that another episode? They do, they do. They do, yeah. That's why they have to have Tom. Right, so they can't can't transport the deflector out. You know who does have transporters. So they're like, hey, Tom... You want to go shoot some shit? And Tom's like, fuck yeah, driver's ed is stupid. (sighs) And he goes and he blows up the deflector. And he just happens to make it through a tiny little hole that's in the exact right spot for him to fit his Delta Flyer through to make good his escape. Mm. He also kidnaps all the anthropologists. And his driver's ed instructor, who he kills off screen. Yes. No, I mean, they probably just transport them back to... Who he kills off screen. They probably just transport them back down to the the planet on the non-shielded side. Yeah, that's what I agree with Caitlin. Look, the driver's ed guy is the second worst character since Henry Janeway. Whoa! So I am telling myself... No way, I liked him. I thought he was funny. Chris feels about this man the way I feel about the turd people. (laughs) Which ones are they? You'll saw, we'll see them later. Oh, the Homestead people? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. no. The, I, I, Renaissance people. Oh, the Renaissance people. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. I, I'm just hijacking. I hated this whole episode. Everyone and everything in it. I mean, there was what? some pretty bad shit. It was fucking awful. It was, it was like, you know, I, I wonder though. I wonder if I would have liked this episode better without the pan flutes. There was so much. Like, there was, yeah, that was. Because like. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, Okay. We're not strictly doing a Chakotay spiritualism thing, which they haven't done in a while, mercifully. Yeah. He but didn't bring up on my people at he all. He didn't bring up on my people. Which no. I'm sure the writers were tempted to do. Did he yeah. get naked when he met he, these he people? No, which is part of the reason it sucks. 
He t- um, he was injured, so he couldn't. I don't know. Yeah. The moment that like made Fair it kind of uncomfortable for me was when he tr- traded jewelry with mm-hmm. them, and I'm like, hmm, mm. that's never led to anything bad. No. Oh no, Chicote. See, they're like, they're like, he just bought the mountain. Yeah, no, this episode was fucking trash. Uh, I was bored to tears. I despised the B plot and the instructor. Like, what does Janeway care if Tom has a license for this one system? It doesn't matter. I think. And it doesn't make sense that it's like, oh, your ship doesn't fit our protocols. Like, we're not from here. Go fuck yourself. We're and, leaving. Yeah. Uh, like, I think it was as much about Janeway finding joy and Tom getting taken down a peg. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all it is, but it's still dumb. And mostly was there so that they'd have a reason for Tom to be out on the flyer when the plot needed him to be. And, like, what the plot should have been was figuring out a way out of the dome way faster, and then actually dealing with the ethical ramifications of exposing a long uncontacted people to a new society. That's interesting. Yeah, but no, no, no. Not the plot we got. We needed a whole bunch of, like, noble savage fucking bullshit. Yeah, and that's, this had the same problem as that stupid TOS one, where a bunch of Native Americans had been kidnapped. Oh, Oh, Paradise. Paradise. It's like, okay, okay, so you were, you were sealed away from outer society for literally centuries, possibly even longer this time than those Native Americans had been, I don't know, and you didn't develop a jot. You've you brought this up before, and I'm going to slap you in the face about it a little bit, because not developing a jot, you don't know how they the, how their development is. Like, developing isn't necessarily the same as we go from, you know, the, the Stone Age to the Bronze Age to the Iron Age to the, uh, to the next age to having fucking, you know, chat GPT. Their development could just be, hey, we have this tree, and now we have this other tree. And that's still development. I mean, also, I think that's like, you know, not to call you out, Chris, but that's a very colonialist perspective. These people are literally still living in caves. They haven't even invented a hut yet. But here's here's the thing, like... Caves are great. Well, don't the Mentakans used to live in caves, and then they lived in huts because huts are better. For that, for the Mintakins, not necessarily for these yes. people. But, like, who's to say what's developed? Like, what's better? I mean, if it's working for them, I think the... Because, like, like, you can also look at the North Sentinelese or the these uncontacted tribes in the Amazon, where it's like, yeah, they've also been living in these places for thousands of years and haven't you know they yes they, they don't went, have they, the, they found they did discover the hut they got that far but they haven't done like that's the thing like these people are still literally cavemen you can still develop in a cave i know but there's just there's there's no sign that they like there's just no because i'm not saying they had to develop in a way that's there's just no sign they have anything beyond subsistence existence which every have language and culture and art <laughs> Every, every... Did you see that blanket? It was great! It, it was, was really nice. Fine. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> most cultures, I think, on the planet, at the very least, try to get beyond just simple ex- subsistence, you know? They want to have at least a little excess, and there was very little sign of that here. I don't know, they seemed really happy. Did you see how happy she was about the waterfall? Yeah, yeah she yeah, did love waterfall. Yeah, she appreciated beauty. Good for I her. I also do wonder, though. So they 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 explain that the shield was installed by aliens, aliens. species three twelve or something. Yeah. You think it's the same ones? I was thinking that. 
What the the white the white aliens that came to No, the ones that kidnapped the Native Americans and stuck them on a planet with a meteorite deflector. Oh, that mm-hmm. is interesting. Yeah, it could be them. But the, I mean there are people that there there are aliens that certainly take an interest in like undeveloped cultures. Like, like justice. Or like they try to preserve the status quo of, of different cultures. Actually not justice. Bam. The lady the, the god entity in Bem does that. Mm, yeah. True. So but here's the thing. It's the one not shit thing about Bam. <laughs> I feel like, because presumably they can't easily leave the shield either. They're kind they of, couldn't at all. They're they're trapped in there as much as the other people are trapped out. So any chance that they had at developing, like they're only ever going to have what's available in their bubble. Yeah, no, it's sort of a nightmare. I was thinking of that too. Like if they you know ever tried to get further out. How do yeah. they have weather? Does weather get in? Maybe, yeah. Maybe it's porous. Interesting, interesting. Um, so if, uh, instead of, while they, while they were crashing into it, if Chakotay had peed out the side, that would have gone through. I mean, eventually, <laughs> like, if, if it wasn't porous, eventually everyone would suffocate. Because they would just <laughs> run out of air. Mm. Actually, no, maybe, maybe there's enough, it's big enough and there's enough vegetation to be self-sustaining, who knows. Interesting. But, yeah, so I don't know. It's interesting, because if you look at, like, like, look at Native American cultures, right? Like, a lot of them were very sophisticated, very advanced cultures. Yeah. But when the Europeans got here, they're like, ah, savages, ah, we, we must have bring to, them Jesus. Yeah, we have to advance them um, because they're not our kind of know, advanced. Yeah, exactly. So there's there's that attitude that's like, sure. And, and you know, it's interesting. I think we talked about this previously about how, like, the South American, Native American cultures tended to have like more technology and, and more like construction mm-hmm. technology and things like that whereas if you look at like the north american cultures like those you know those that are around here you know they were mostly they were living in huts and things like that they weren't building you know metropolises and i think a lot of it just has to do with the climate of where they are and what resources yeah. were available i was like, just thinking resources is, is res- a very large resources element. and climate are like the key yeah. Like Europe has like the perfect climate for European civilizations to to develop, you know, because it's not too hot, not too cold. It's got tons of access to the sea. It's got resources. Yeah, exploited animals. Yeah. So like delicious. It was inevitable, I think, that that Europe kind of turned into to Europe. But then, you know, around here. New England, it gets fucking impossibly cold in the winter, impossibly hot in the summer. Doesn't get cold in the winter anymore. Not anymore. Back no, in, back instead in the day. We, get, we get wildfire smoke. We also don't have a lot of domesticatable animals here. In fact, I don't know that we have any native domesticatable animals in in like this part in of northern America. America. Yeah, like South America, you at least have like llamas and alpacas that are domesticatable. Mm-hmm. Which, like, is extremely important for agriculture to develop. Because yeah. if you don't have domesticatable animals, you can't... Till fields. Yeah, you basically are forced to become... To remain hunter-gatherer for as long as you're there. You look at, like, Europe. They got tons of domesticatable animals. They got sheeps and, and goats and cows and things like that, right? So, I don't know. I think I think, I think what we... What we classify as like 
developed or undeveloped or advanced or, or like primitive are very much circumstances, based in circumstances of where they are and when. I just need these motherfuckers to not be living in caves. Yeah, but like here's the thing, like what do you what do you build a hut out of? Like leather or like like wood and mud. Wood and They mud. had a lot of plants. Yeah. They they had a whole fucking forest. Maybe their summers are really hot and the cave is naturally cooling. There you go. And they're also obviously naturally warming because, like, that's where animals hibernate. And also, like, you got to consider just, like, from a need perspective, like, you might not build huts if they're not better than your cave. So, like, the reason why huts are better than caves... To the Mentakans. To the Mentakans, or, like, just generally speaking, I would think, is because, like, caves are damp. You know, you you can get... Molds and funguses and things growing in caves. There's bats. There's, there's animals that go into caves. You have more control over a hut. Yeah, with a hut you can like ventilate it well. You can close the door on the animals. <laughs> yeah. So like there, like there's reasons why we might think that a hut's good, but maybe in this particular environment, the cave is just fine. Like maybe the shield makes it so that the caves don't become damp and gross. So I don't know. I, before I would call them like. Primitives, I'd just be like, you know, what, why? Yeah, I just still feel like the unintended implication is like, again, I don't think it's what they were going for, but it just feels like, I mean, on the one hand, we destroyed these civilizations, but on the other hand, we brought them the Ford Fiesta. Now they live in that. Fuck those caves. (laughs) I like when uh, Jake cosplays as Chakotay. (laughs) <laughs> oh, well, he puts the little tattoo on Speaking of Akuchi Moya We didn't get any Akuchi Moya And I'm, I feel like of all the episodes Where an Akuchi Moya would have fit I think Akuchi Moya Never fits And yeah. they were right not to oh, use Oh absolutely it. I'm glad they resisted the oh, urge okay, cool. Because We've it, come we've come a long way from can't your people turn into birds? Wow, oh, thanks, God. first episode racist fucking asshole Tom. But uh, like I for one appreciate their restraint. Yeah. But still yeah, I was prom- promised a lot more Native American racism in this show and it kind of stopped. Yeah. <laughs> it's not living up to the hype. Well, the thing is it's still uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I think I got about as much cringing as I expected. It just happened all at once instead of over the course of seven years. Yeah. Yeah, well, because, you know, bird people, great white aliens bringing culture oh, to God. sad, you know, savages or whatever. And this, this I, I feel like this maybe could have been their chance to kind of... A redemption arc. Do that stuff better. Like, if they really had, you know... Again, if earlier on we opened the bubble and there's sort of this, like... It, this could have been a way to have him bring up his background, better researched, and be like, well, hey, hold on now. Or something. Like, again, that was the more interesting part, but that happened in, like, you know, with ten minutes left of the yeah. damn episode. Also, it was weird they went to Janeway to be like, you, you have to stop this. She was like, I was already planning to? Like, there's, <laughs> there's no tension here. I was already gonna turn it off. It's fine. You don't have to convince me. Uh, what? Yeah. We need I, to remove our technology. Yeah, like, I was doing that regardless. <laughs> Yeah, this is one of those weird, questionable areas with the Prime Directive, because in a way, Janeway's hiding behind the Prime Directive to justify turning the shield off. But turning the shield off is, in a sense, also interfering, because... Well, it's like, the, like I de- there are definitely episodes of Trek where people have sort of 
use the justification of, well, this culture has clearly already been interfered with, so fuck it. Yeah, we, um, we did crash through your barrier, so we're there, we've been found, we have to clean up as much as we can. Like, because they're not an uncontacted people because of natural isolation. It's this unnatural isolation, but it doesn't change the fact that they have created a unique society. And if they know they leave it open, these other people are going to storm in, kill them. I mean, relocate them and <laughs> steal their resources. Which also, like, guys, you're a spacefaring society now. You've still had most of the plan to yourself. What could possibly be in this one area that you're going to, like... Oil. Uh, Definitely yeah. oil. Gold. Yeah. Dilithium. It's just like... Ugh. Ooh, latinum. Mm. Uh, potential slaves. Mm. Oh, yeah, definitely that. Lots of that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Seven does a really nice job when she when she comes around into realizing, oh, okay, yeah, I guess it's not better for the, what's their name, the Ventu to be fucked with by the Ladosians. It would be an erasure of their culture and their individual, like, uniqueness, yeah. which Seven, as a former Borg, now really tri- likes to champion. Yeah. Saying like, oh yeah, being an individual, I learned is great. Yeah. You people should be who you want to be and not have stuff forced on you. I get it. And she does this really nice defense of the Prime Directive in a way that's worded like it's not backhanding you over the face with it. Yeah. No, and again, that's a thing that would have been better if it didn't have to be so fast because this conflict came up so late and had to be dealt with so quickly. Yeah. Like, most of the episode was just Seven learning to be okay with not being indoors and Chakotay being, oh no, they're copying us. We forgot a little bit, too, that Chakotay does also fancy himself an anthropologist a little bit. Yeah, I would And I, th- yeah, I felt like, even though he did a great job kind of, like, learning the language, like, he did kind of a nemesis a little bit. Yeah. Like, kind of, a, like, learning how to communicate with the people. Mm-hmm. Which was, you know, it was nice to watch. It was, yeah, very nice. It, it was good Chakotay stuff. Always good to see. Yeah. But, it, like, I, f- I feel like he should have even, like, just reminded everyone, like, hey, everyone, remember, I've said multiple times, um, I like anthropology. Well, didn't... Well, that's kind of how they wind... I mean, I feel like Seven literally is like, this isn't an anthropological yeah, mission, dick face. Yeah. We're supposed to go to a conference. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, but they did my tattoo. Plus, we're kind of... Well, see, that's when he starts to freak out. That's when he's like, oh, shit. You guys didn't talk to the tattoo alien. <laughs> Oh, the captain's going to be mad. Were they doing tattoo or Seven's eye Both. Both. They okay. did both. Oh, I missed the tattoo then. I oh, the oh, yeah, there was a really? whole bunch of dudes who had drawn on the tattoo. Oh, I it, I, there was it. only the one woman that had some technology strapped to her face, wasn't it? it? Yeah, it was actually kind of like that scene in, um, oh, I can't remember what it's called, but the one where the doctor becomes a celebrity for ten minutes. And, like, there's that line oh, of people and, like, three of the men have shaved their head. Virtuoso. Virtuoso. Like, one guy turns around and has the hat, too, and Chakotay's like, ah, shit. And then, like, two more guys turn around grinning like idiots at him. Like, we got it, too. And he's like, oh, double shit. Yeah. Good impression of Chakotay. Thank you. Been working on it for days. It's not as good as my impression of Jerry Ryan, but <laughs> we're getting there. I noticed something. Tell me. Seven sleeps. Oh, yeah. But we don't know if it was, like, regenerative sleep. Yeah, we know, know that she slept. Well, I can tell you it certainly wasn't. She was propped up against a fucking tree. Nobody's getting regenerative <laughs> regenerative mm, regenerative sleep. Yeah, but, but, we, but we talked about this recently. We talked about this last week because like she doesn't normally sleep. She just she normally just regenerates. regenerates. Well, okay. Maybe, you know, she's far enough along that if she sleeps, she gets something out of it, but 
just out of habit kind of prefers that I bet she needs to regenerate for a shorter amount of time than she would need to sleep. Just imagine she gets back to Voyage like, oh finally I can I can get a nice long stand in my yeah. in my <laughs> own cargo bay. It's funny you made me think though, her propped against a tree, I just immediately thought of Lampy in the brave little toaster. Oh, he slams his head down on the rock. Lampy. After fluffing it. Yeah, he fluffs the rock and, and then, then love, honk, love Lampy <laughs> so much. Oh man, much. can we do that movie? It's about adventure. Got, I, I rewatched that recently. Oh, and it's I for, so dark, I forgot what a fucking hallucinogenic mind trip that movie is. Oh, the, 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 that movie was for children. The, uh, yeah, technically. Yeah, the auto uh, Oh the my auto god, that scene. sequence. I love that fucking sequence. That's a great song. It is. It is. So catchy and so horrifying at the same time. I love it. The scene in which the flower falls in love with, like, it's imp- it's a reflection in, yeah. in, in the toaster. Oh, and then it gets... And then when it leaves, it dies? Yeah. Jesus Christ! No wonder we all have anxiety and depression. Uh, bring it back to this. I don't have those things. <laughs> I have medication. <clears throat> Uh, I noticed that Seven still refers to some species by their Borg de- designation because she wouldn't know what they're called otherwise. Yeah. And yeah. I thought that was a nice little touch. Yeah. She's like, oh, this reminds me of species whatever the fuck. And Chico's like, I'm sure, that, I'm sure it does. Species I, 311. I feel like that's how it works in universe and in the real world. It was like, I don't feel like coming up with a name. Just slap a fucking number on it so I can go get lunch. <laughs> the, um... How ironic, though, that the species that was so interested in, like, preserving cultures ended up getting Borged. Mm. Yeah, I wonder if they wiped them out or if just, like, enough of them were destroyed that they were, like, kind of lost track of their various projects. I don't know. Yeah, it is a shame, though, right? Because it's a shame that the Ladosians, is that the yeah. thing is? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That they are so incap- like so incapable of not being dicks. Because, mm. <laughs> you know, there's probably would be some benefit for some form of... of contact there but if they're just going to go in there and exploit and well, destroy and the ventu could teach them something because they had a fucking bone mending infection fighting poultice mm-hmm. yeah it also uh is interesting just in just in star trek terms to feature a, a culture that doesn't speak linguistically mm. you know they use they well use they must sign. have done that so that we couldn't fall back on the translators right not that Chakotay could have anyway, because I mean, they smushed his communicator. Yeah, they, well, they could all they, they they can always just be like, oh, the translators must have burped dampening field. Dampening field. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, but I still think it's but it's cool. a little more creative to yeah, be like they I actually like, speak sign so. language. Yeah, actually, so. there you go. That's development. It's yeah. actually easier for like little children to do signs than speak. Hmm. So actually, maybe they used to speak. And also, this lends itself to like quietly signing to people when you're on the hunt or trying to hide or yeah. whatever. So you know, there you go. Maybe that's development. Maybe that's a feather in their development cap. Sure. Yeah. No, it was nice <laughs> to see that because normally, yeah, they were either verbal or like um, those little aliens you liked a few weeks ago. Exocomps. Oh, the the Phantomace people. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were like psychic, them. but also took up beeping and booping so the doctor could understand them. Super awesome 80s synthwave musicians. Mm-hmm. I loved them. I did too. Mostly because music. They moved a little bit too much like monkeys for my liking and monkeys creep me out. Oh god. Hopefully they weren't just chimps in suits. Oh no, like, uh, yeah. Like what's it from um, the oh, original Battlestar? Oh, Jesus the, the Christ, the that thing. Yeah, that was horrifying. Bro, imagine, I... what... Like, They're lucky it didn't flip out and kill the child. Say, how did the chimpanzee not just fucking kill everybody? I like to they imagine... Kept it, they kept it heavily drugged. I'd say, I'm, 
They had the real life Muldoon just off camera the whole time with a trank gun just in case. Clever girl, probably for the best. Mm. I made a I made a comment to myself when they're first swooping over the people, or they they look over the people and they spot them like, oh, there's people here. We can't do the the you know cultural contamination thing. Mm. They must either either they're pre warp warp or worse camping. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, I do not understand the appeal. I just don't want to piss outside. Dude, pissing horrible. outside is amazing. Shitting outside, that's bad. <laughs> See, I because pissing outside is so much harder for you. Yeah, but, like, no, because you fucking squat down. You're assuming I'm not wearing anything down there, then. Dude, you pull down your shit. That's, that's an inconvenience. I'm not doing that. Do you pull down your pants to pee at home? Yeah, I don't do that in the, middle, in, like, in the middle of space. I'm just saying. There's nothing wrong. Peeing outside is great. It's liberating. You should try it. Get it on your socks. I mean, only you don't have if to you're... pee on your feet. Yeah, I mean, you. The key to it. You don't is... see what I got going on down there. The key yeah, the, to it is. It's very is different peeing... for ladies. The key oh, to well, it that's is... right. I forgot about the that. The key part. to it is peeing downhill and making sure that your legs are far apart. Your see, feet have to be past your knees, so I have to take my pants feet. entirely off and squat over a hill, so that if you lose your balance, you're rolling down a hill into In the piss you just took. <laughs> well, if you're that stupid, you deserve it. That is awful. Well, whatever. Uh, one more note. That's all right. Come on. Come on, readers. Who enjoys pissing outdoors? <laughs> wow. Uh, so we finally get back in touch with, with the Voyager. And they're like, okay, we'll beam you up. And, and Seven's like, no, no, no. Just beam Chakotay up. He needs medical assistance. I'm going to stay here. So they obviously beam Chakotay up. But did they do that in front of everyone? They never showed. <laughs> Let's oh, go with wow. yes. Probably. Damn it. Damn it, the Voyager. You mean Besides, he the Chicote? He didn't need medical attention that bad. That he was healing for Christ's yeah, sakes. Yeah. He had a cane, walking stick. Yeah, it he seems was like fine. these people were pretty, you know, not uh, nonplussed by True. advanced technology. It was like you would think that they would be freaking out about you know the lightning coming off of the deflector thing and. They just seem to and be like, zack that girl. Did, I mean, it well, yeah, because that dumb because shit was up there trying to touch yeah. it. She was like, "What that?" But like, you, it's not like they're like, "Oh my god, they command the power of the gods themselves." Well, that's because they would have done it in sign language. It would have looked like this. The audience doesn't know wow, what, that's what's, an amazing what Caitlin's sign. doing. Do you I see, like that? I see that what was you really did there. good. That Very was a neat. really good Very sign. Neat. Mm. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I've studied my whole life to be this good. One thing that also surprised me, again, I guess I, I'm appreciating this episode more for its restraint than for what it did do. Another thing it didn't do was romance. True. Which oh, I, was yeah. like, I was like waiting for that. Between Chakotay and Seven or between yeah. Chakotay and everybody? Chakotay and Seven. Because it's like, okay, they're trapped on this planet. Yeah. Chakotay's well, hurt. only because he wasn't well enough to make her a tub. That's true. I mean, if he had been able to get up and make a tub, it would have been... Game Panties over. on the ground, yeah, and especially with what and they then set she up, could pee outdoors. <laughs> you know, they, they basically had set it up that, that Seven has a crush on Chakotay. Yeah, I thought for sure that that was gonna be a play of fact. I don't know. I like it. They're very pretty people. Yeah, I was gonna I ask love to watch them squish their you, their naughty bits together. You, you missed our, our our episode where we covered oh human error something yeah, like human that. error yeah. with the with the Chakotay Seven startings of romance, but it's oh. actually a holo Chakotay. Yeah. How much did you accidentally fall in love with Chakotay? Because I, I did. <laughs> I was already falling in big, big fucking love with Chakotay. Like, Robert Beltran is a very good-looking man, and they don't give him enough to do. 
I will say, I think had this come before Human Error, it would have made more huh. sense. Yes. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I like. I can see why she decided to make a program of him now. Well, it's logical. Look at her other options. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Speaking of her other options, Tom Morello. I want to. Oh, there you go. I wanted to, to pivot us. Yes. What does everyone think Tom's infraction was? Because I'm going to. Oh, they never do say. They, they never say, and I'm going to say failure to signal, like everyone in Massachusetts. Did the Delta Flyer have turn signals? Sure, why not? Well, yeah, the, the little. That's what a, a Bussard like can actually flash. Ah. It was missing a whole lot of shit. He didn't happen to mention. I think that, he was though. just rip roaring drunk doing <laughs> donuts. <you know? laughs> Ugh. I, I just... Who's ghost riding the whip. <laughs> I know this is not the last we will see of it, but there is nothing I hate. Well, there's plenty I hate more. But one of the things I hate so much in Star Trek are just pompous aliens that just need to be told to go fuck themselves. And yet you love the, the Paterno people. The what people? I, I, the I, hierarchy people. Well, yeah, because people do tell them to go fuck themselves. Ah, I like, do, every day. Yeah, like no one, you know... It's just, I just, just tell these people to get fucked already. Like, people tell the potato people to get fucked. This guy, though, Tom just sits there and grins and bears it, and it's just like, Ugh. Well, because for all he knows is if he doesn't take the course, he'll be put to death. You never know what you're no, dealing I with, know. these fucking people. I hated that guy. Plus, though. these people are fucking Captain Planet villains. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to be like, no, I'm not taking your stupid... Yeah, no, that's why in my head canon, Tom very safely delivered the other people... But stuffed the driver's ed guy into the torpedo tube and shot him into the ocean. No way, I liked him. It's nice to see Tom get taken down a notch. That's the problem, is this, like, I don't like either of them enough. It's like, I don't want you to be the one taking, I want Thalana to take him down a notch. Or Neelix. And she or... frequently does. Yeah, but no. Every no. time they bang, <laughs> she <laughs> definitely comes out on top. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way, but that It way works also. in every way. It does. Speaking of a segue to the next episode... Yay! Oh, shit! You found a segue! Oh, a segue. I genuinely blank on what the hell the next episode is. Speaking of shields... Yep. Barriers and Captain Planet villains... Ooh, she's right! She is right. Tell us about it. I genuinely can't remember what it is. It's Homestead. Homestead. Well, Chris, it says here... Right, right! Jesus! Let's tell Chris! It says here... Neelix, Paris, and Tuvok take the Delta Flyer into an asteroid field to find the source of several hundred Talaxian life signs Friends. and find more than they bargained for. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's You're a great intro. That should be the like the episode description on Paramount Plus. Should. should be the episode the, description for like 80% of Star Trek episodes. <laughs> True. Yeah, find more than they bargained for, definitely. The Talaxian's new home is under threat of being destroyed by Captain Planet villains, the Vicona. Rather yes. than give up and run, Neelix convinces the last of his people to stand and fight and manages to erect <laughs> a barrier <laughs> to keep the would-be colonizers out. He then leaves the show to be with his new Telax family and breaks Caitlyn's heart. If you told season one Caitlyn that season seven Caitlyn would fucking weep like a baby <laughs> when fucking Neelix yep. left, I was, I was, she I was would have for it. legitimately been like, no, you're a fucking liar. I but said, I'm going to tell you right now, I cried a lot. I said to Jake as we were watching, I was like, oh boy, the Caitlyn's crying a the, lot. The tears are coming, but at least I know Caitlyn's crying with me. Yeah. <laughs> Big time. Big time. Phillips plays that scene. So just all a of the little, I know, but the, just a little lip quiver, like oh. which one? But he's just—I mean, throughout the scene. But I mean, I like he, it's it's which which scene? The the very the, end, the farewell scene. Yeah, when he's leaving. Like he's just looking around. Like he could have 
gone too far and he didn't and I've said it before but that man is not given enough credit especially considering he's under so much makeup yeah mm-hmm. he probably spends four hours longer on set every fucking time he's on just because of all that goddamn makeup but yeah, yeah man what a great I oh fuck Ethan I, man he's great it's also I'm so sad just such a logical end for his arc because of the whole thing where like you know we found out ages ago that he sort of fled a war on his home world and has been feeling bad about it ever since. Yeah, and this kind of brings that back all back all the way around to literally season one of Voyager yep. and says he's going to make up for this wrong by helping his own people. And he has a new child he can groom. All the way back around. Oh, God. oh no. I'm I, sorry, I'm just kidding. I, but like, I did think like, it, when he's talking to him and stuff in the beginning, he's like, no, I won't tell your mom. Come talk to me. Tell me things. What's that no, but shit? No, what you're saying is Naomi was getting too old? Definitely. She uh, told him. She was like, I'm a man now. No, see, <laughs> th- that's the thing, though. This was just like, oh, okay, she's got a kid. I need to impress the kid if I'm going to get in with the mother. Yeah. I feel like that's yeah. that's what you do, though. Sure. I mean, actually, if you're out, if you're out, like walking your dog, the way you get in with the person is you befriend their dog. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's how I got to talk to Zachary, Zachary Quinto for a minute was by loving on his dogs. Aww, but mostly, doggies. I was just like, "Your dogs are great. You were good too, but your dogs are great." <laughs> Can, um, will your dogs give me an autograph? Aw, puppies. He, uh, he declined. Damn it. But yeah. I will say this is one thing that I mean, I love this episode. But you do have to kind of, again, ignore the fact that they've done a couple of jumps since season one. Because yeah, it seems like, like these Talaxians left Talax around the same time as him. Yeah, did they like go yeah. through uh, go through a wormhole? They have only have their own stories. Maybe they yeah. did a time warp. Yeah. Because like not only did they've also like settled on another planet first. So they did, yeah. And it that's wasn't where like they Dexa lost were traveling husband. full yeah, speed. Yeah, it wasn't a straight shot. Yeah, yeah, like... But that, I just put that, I was like, it fucking doesn't matter, this yeah. is good. <laughs> yeah, no, it was good. The one regret I have about this episode is you. that it denies Ethan Phillips' presence in the series Future finale. star. Oh, we'll yeah, see mm. a moment of him in the season. Well, yeah, we get, yeah we get a bit, but like... But not like presence. We don't get like Neil... We don't get any... We don't, like, Neelix, Neelix doesn't, doesn't, doesn't like walk out of the Voyager... Into Starfleet Academy and say like, yeah. "Hey y'all, you need a sous chef." Yeah, it's, too, like... it's too bad though, because like he's been on this voyage, this uh, you know, the yeah. whole time, also looking forward to getting home. Well, but that's even the though thing. It's not his home. It's it's like for him that that moment happened sort of earlier in the episode where he's like he's been like he's had he's as far as he knows he's got nothing in the Delta Quadrant. So why not go to the Alpha Quadrant? Yeah. But yeah, now and then it's he like finds something. Yeah, he suddenly has like a reason to stay. Right. And yeah. he thought he had a reason to go, but then Naomi was like, I don't need you to tuck me in anymore, you freak, and he was like, Oh. I mean, I think that was just a, a case of like he al- he was already clearly thinking about it, but he was like, though maybe one of his few real tethers maybe was. Maybe Naomi like, needs me. He's like, No, she is kinda yeah. good. I guess, I guess yeah. That Katarian fast aging. Yeah. It's weird because like it's Clearly, I mean, it's the same actor who's been playing Naomi now for years. She's done herself a growth spurt. She's grown up. Like, mm-hmm. like I bought it. I'm like, wow, yeah, she does look too old for Neelix's babying stuff. Oh, and that's the thing, too. It's, it's just a, she's at that age where you don't see a kid for a few months, and then you're like, Jesus, fuck what happened. Yeah. So it's, it's, you're a, an adult it's, now. It's a good thing that they, they cast an actor that happened to be like, Going through <laughs> on this, the verge of a growth spurt, yeah, yeah, like from from 
legitimately looking like a small child to looking like a preteen yeah. over the course of, of just a couple seasons. Yeah, like it, it worked out. Explain TikTok to me, Naomi. <laughs> yes. I don't get it. <laughs> oh, and, and uh, the like head guy uh, we have actually seen before. Oxalon? Have yeah. we? I missed he, this. He was he was a Talaxian. Of course. In Faces. The... Oh, he was the rat guy? Yep. Oh, man. That's the thing. I was like, he I was looks like, better in this. Like, still a little ratty. That's what I'm thinking. Like, God, why is it every time there's a guy that isn't Ethan Phillips, he looks like a rat when he's a Talaxian? <laughs> and it's like, oh, well, in this case, it's the same guy. Also, he was one of the people the uh, Ferengi dickheads had taken over in um, oh, okay. that other, I can't think of the title, but you know the one with the wormholes. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was, I didn't, he, I, I don't know if he was there. They're like little sycophant or the sycophant's brother or whatever. He, okay. he was one of them. I wanted to bring up, jumping quickly back to natural off for a hot second. Yeah. L.B. Selznick was the one who choreographed the Ventu movements. Mm-hmm. Very nice job. He had previously played that juggler in Cost of Living. No oh, shit. Uh, one of the tac-tac in Macrocosm. And was Tosh, that guy with the space catapult in the Voyager conspiracy. Oh, wow. So he I just keeps showing up. I like him. He did a great job. Yeah. Yeah, I think almost all of this episode is just gushing about Neelix being the sweetest thing. And I loved how, like, everybody was like, he's the most versatile person on the (laughs) ship. Tuvok is like, you're the most, like, resourceful person I've ever known. And Tuvok even gave him his, like, it's not even a B-plot, but his, uh, you know, do Vulcan's dance quest. Mm. He got that, too. He got a little two-step out of the Tuvok. Although it was funny, it was like... Like, yeah, I get it. He, they're actually friends, and that's wonderful. But uh, there was a part of me that was just like, he's just doing this, because a part of him is like, oh my god, Neelix is annoying enough. What if there's a hundred of them? <laughs> 500. 500 of them. <laughs> don't you look like you're about to say something? I was thinking about it, but I don't think I have a thing to say. Yeah. I just really liked this episode. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was solid. I thought it was, like the other one was kind of a, you know, we, the the mining rights in this case. We need the asteroid for mining rights. And the other people were like, we need this area for exploiting yeah, everything. These guys are literally like, we will fucking murder 500 people. Yeah, I love when they're in the minerals. They're, they're in fuck. negotiations and they're like, okay, we're going to we're going to mine your asteroid. That will kill us. Yeah, and? I guess it will, but we're not, we're not. Well, I guess you gotta find We're not holes. technically yeah. killing you, we're just mining. Mm. Right? If you, uh, if you don't leave after we've told you that we're gonna mine your asteroid, really, it's like you're killing yourself. Oh. <laughs> okay, Lisa, I'm gonna swing my arms, and if you happen to be in my way. Alright, Sandwich, well, I'm just gonna bite air until I reach you, and you, if you get it eaten, it's your own fault. Yeah, these, Is uh, that Futurama? That's Simpsons. Simpsons. Oh, I knew that you were quoting Simpsons. But Both I, us. It's yeah. the same thing. It's, it's oh, later the okay, same thing. Okay. All right, gotcha. Sorry. Yeah, and in a way, I mean, it's very classic Star Trek. How many TOS yeah. episodes Mineral involve rights. fucking mining? Yep. Yes. All of them. Pretty much. A lot. A surprising amount. Yes. <laughs> like, more than you'd think. Yeah, I think it also starts off in a way when, you know, they're telling this mining charge story. Like, mm-hmm. okay, which ones of you people are the ones we don't trust? Yeah. Because, all right, I don't know if I don't know if I believe this. Oh, you're only blown up by mining charges. Mm-hmm. Oh, you were. Okay. But you're still dicks. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One thing, though. <laughs> like, I get it. Music rights are expensive. But during that opening, it's like, and now more of Zephram Cochran's fam- favorite, copyright-free, music! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, uh... 
I was wondering if uh, if Belana built that jukebox mm. uh, like she built Tom's TV. I like the TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that uh, Neelix handmade pierogies. Mm. Those are not easy. No. I, I also, I, I extra love the, the note that cheese pierogies have no nutritional value. And I said, welcome to Poland. <laughs> <laughs> but also, there's dairy. It's going to come right out again, Chris. <laughs> uh, cheese does the opposite of coming right out. Well, oh, unless you're, you're lactose yeah. intolerant. Hmm. They look fucking good, though. Yeah. I do miss me a good good pierogi. Boston does not have a good pierogi selection. I feel like there was a place I used to get them either in Connecticut or in Oh, yeah. Worcester. Connecticut's got some good ones. But I think there might have been a place in Worcester. Hmm. I'll look into it for you. I mean, Worcester's a long way to go for pierogies, but if that's where we got them, they were very good. Yeah, that was a funny part, though, when they first opened on, like, the jukebox and everything. Before I realized it was first contact day, I was like, oh man, they finally took Jake's advice from a couple weeks ago and turned it turned into a 50s, 50s diner. diner. Yeah. I was actually almost kind of bummed it was actually first contact day and not that. Would have been great if you'd called it. Mm. Like Darth Maul. Yes. God damn it. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, it was so, amazing. So is that interesting? Does that mean that Tom is going to have to become the ship's cook? Yes. Uh, he gets of, every job. Seven of nine, as we've established. Yeah, but she makes all the gourmet shit that you feel like takes a lot of time. But she's all about efficiency, and when she has to make meals for larger groups of people... She'll get the crock pot, yeah. crock pot out. Yeah. She'll get the replicator out. I think Naomi's going to end up in the kitchens. Yeah, we're probably not going to see her again either, huh? I feel like without Neelix, what's the point? There's also yeah. so few episodes left now. That's I mean, true. there's the one yes. we're about to talk about, hmm, doesn't have Naomi in it. And then next week, spoilers, yeah. doesn't have Naomi in I it. Mean, at least it's not, I mean, at least it's not as bad as poor... Samantha Wildman, yeah. who is just gone, hasn't appeared in years. Yeah, she we, wasn't even in the farewell scene. You'd think she'd be in the farewell hallway. She was scene. too fucking busy. Seven wasn't cool. either, which was weird. Yeah, I thought that was. Was weird. she not? I yeah, no. Not. I was. Oh, I was sure. waiting for her to pop up. I was like, oh, yep, yep, yep. Where the fuck? Yeah, they did do a nice touch because I guess they also, you know, they dressed up a lot of the crew to like fill up the space and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it means also that that meant that those crew people got to also say goodbye to Neelix, and I'm like, mm. oh, you gonna... meant they were literally crew? Yeah. Uh, okay. Crew of the show. Yeah. That's, that's cool. cool. Yeah, it was and then I'm sweet. crying way at my eyes. It was an interesting. Callback to um, Redemption. Was it Redemption? The, where Worf the goes where, off? The one oh, where Worf yeah. resigns. Briefly, and, and, until he comes back next time. <laughs> yeah, well, he wins the war and then he can come back. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, That's a good point. Yeah, we're like, yeah, because they have that thing where he steps off the turbo lift and the, and the halls are lined with all the all the crew. Which I thought it was a nice callback to mm. that. Oh, I should also mention this was directed by Lavar Burton. Oh, it's one of his. One, well, I think it's one of his. One of his best. Um, oh, for sure, yeah, this is a great episode. episode. I really liked how at the end, like Neelix and Janeway wind up in the mess together, having coffee, and Neelix was like trying to make a decision, Captain, and she's like, "I've been trying to make a decision too, Neelix." <laughs> it's a terrible Janeway impression, but I loved how she was like. Because you know we're going to need an ambassador now that we have, you know, da-da-da. And I just like, I don't know. I loved how she was like gently being like, I'm giving go, you the out. you should yeah. go. Yeah, like, she go knew, she knew this was coming. I know, I know you're waiting for someone to tell you it's okay. So <laughs> I'm going to tell you it's okay in like the, the sneaky way. That means I'm not necessarily saying those words because I'm going to cry too. <laughs> oh yeah, she's got to be bummed. No one else can make her coffee. Yeah. But how much less diarrhea must there now be on board Voyager? I feel like I feel like no one has ever said a good word about his cooking. Like I love Neelix, except the pierogies. I mean, the thing is though, like it is that is going to be a real problem. Yeah. Like, now we know 
that they're not going to have to travel Much for longer. another 30 years. But they don't know that they're not going to have to travel another 30 years. So they're going to have to... And like, I'm pretty sure, even though it hasn't come up in a long time, I'm pretty sure the there's still issues with oh, yeah, using the, the replicators all I the feel time. like they still talk about replicator It comes up every now and again. So when like, it's necessary for the... So well, they mm-hmm. are going to need a mess and, and, like a sh- and a cook. Do remember, though, back in... Um, was it The Void? Finish your thought. One of the alien groups they partnered with yes, taught them how to point. make their oh, replicators yeah. more efficient. So it's not as much of an issue as That's it once true. was. Good point. That's how they were able to replicate a jukebox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway, yeah. Real bummed. It Real also, sad. It was also kind of nice that the very, very last shot didn't have dialogue. Like he just yeah. showed up and they saw him and they had a group hug. Big hug. Oh, I love the little family. Oh, God. <laughs> Did you think you would never come this far? No, Caitlin? my God, no. But I just, I just, he's just, you know what it is? Like, he's a little bit in, okay, here's the thing. I hate Neelix because he's me, <laughs> you know? And I love Neelix because he's me, or the me I want to be, because he's just like, he's legitimately good people. Mm-hmm. He wants to help everybody. Yeah, he's earnest. He's diplomatic. He's honest. He's, I don't know. He's just great. I love him. So the things I don't like about him are the things I don't like about me, which is that I'm, like, annoying. But aside from that, like, he's just great. Those beard hairs, though. Oh, yeah. And, and once Tug they... on his whiskers. He doesn't have to tell this Talaxian lady to tug <laughs> them whiskers. She knows. And, and once once the writers dropped the whole, like, jealousy yeah. bullshit. Yeah. That and they is, knew. That they, is unquestionably terrible. That's on the writers. Well, not even just that, too. Like, honestly, I think once he, like, was disconnected from Kess, I think he started to get better, too. They, yeah, we even said at the time, like, they worked better as friends. Mm-hmm. Once they were just writing them as well, friends. Mostly because she was a child and he was a 40-year-old. <laughs> I think it also didn't help that her actress was very, very young yeah. and kind of inexperienced, and I don't think they ever had that kind of chemistry. No, that's right. Yeah, and well, when they like stopped... trying to have chemistry with your dad, like I, I don't oh. mean I don't mean the characters, I mean the actors. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because she's it. like nineteen, and he's like, how are the fuck old well, Ethan Phillips is? I think it's also it also just doesn't work from a credulity standpoint i guess that like you can't look like neelix is a ridiculous alien clown monster and she's never seen one of them before yeah but like would it's it i just don't buy it i don't buy yeah cause she's kind of like a hot cool she's young like a chick. hottie and then like and then it's like it'd be like if you told me that hot woman from tv was going out with randy quaid who's randy quaid cousin eddie I mean, keep in mind, though, in the real world... Oh, the one with the shitter? Yeah. Yeah, but so the fucking thing is, though, is, like, the Kevin James of the world always wind up with supermodels. Well, that's because they're rich. Well, the guy that played Cousin Eddie's probably rich. Actually, actually he's lost his fucking mind. Like, legit. Yeah, he's a nut. The man, like, he genuinely needs help, and it's kind of sad he's not getting it. Mm. Wow, well, thanks thanks for that. You're welcome. (laughs) But a, a, a pretty good real world example, though, is, yeah, like... Many men were desperate for Anne Bancroft, but Mel Brooks made her laugh, and they were married till the day she died. Bro, mm. Jessica Rabbit, Roger Rabbit. Yeah? Right. Yeah, that's true. He makes me laugh. That's what she says. But actually, that like that actually is a very good analogy, though, that, that uh, Roger Rabbit. But the thing is, Neelix isn't funny, so... No, no, he's... <laughs> no, but he's funny looking. <laughs> and, and he has stories, yeah. and... And he probably cared about her hopes and dreams and her feelings That's and true. shit. Like, That's all true. that stuff. Like, you feel like he was probably he really listens. supportive and mm-hmm. sweet. Fair. Fuck yeah, he's like, Bellana, your favorite thing is pancakes. Yeah, I remember, bitch. What of it? Because I listen. Yeah. 
Oh, I'll miss Neelix. I know we don't have long to go, but... Yeah, thank goodness we don't have long to go. I already missed him. The next episode, I was like, meh. Neelix would have made this better. Well, something had to. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think it was that bad. <laughs> wow. No, I, I, don't, I don't really... I don't even know how I felt about the episode, mostly because I was so perplexed by the end. <laughs> Are we talking Renaissance Man? Yeah. Let's talk Renaissance Man, because I've run out of things, and otherwise... Renaissance. And speaking of Neelix Man. being a fucking Renaissance Man, how about the episode Renaissance Man? <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? You're right. <laughs> Thank you. How do you even sum up Renaissance Man? This shit. Doctor is taking on all kinds of new roles as he creeps around Voyager doing the bidding of the Hierarchy who have Janeway captive and will only release her if Voyager turns over their warp core. After successfully beaming the warp core out of Voyager, there is an inevitable double cross as the Hierarchy (laughs) realize the EMH is the most valuable piece of equipment on Voyager. But there's another inevitable double cross, La Gasp, (laughs) and they are uh, helped to escape by Nar, who had a change of heart after overloading the Doctor's holomatrix and finding out that they were going to kill everybody. He then awkwardly, what does it say? Oh, the doctor then awkwardly spews a whole bunch of inside thoughts. It uh, looks like a it looks like a dink. The end. Fuck you, EMH. Yeah, fuck you, EMH. Renaissance man, a Danny DeVito movie from the nineties. I don't know. Maybe. I hope so. I I kind of wondered. Like there've been several times this season where they've just made the EMH like super uncomfortable and weird. And it's like, is this the writers taking revenge on like Picardo for always, always like, having ideas? Yeah. <laughs> Was this them being like, fine, fuck you? It's like, well, I'm sorry, he has better ideas than you guys. But he does. I don't know. I feel like this is this was an interesting idea because. Oh yeah, it's just the end bit is like like did we need to do that? Oh, but yeah, yeah, everything else is. Yeah. And even, Seven, I've lusted after you yeah, for well, years. Everything, <sighs> everything about that end bit was fine until the uh seven. Like, yeah, he, that's true. And it, honestly, he could have even still said, "Oh, I'm in love with you," if he didn't bring up the averting my eyes while yeah. doing your exam thing. Oh, like yeah. that just made it disgusting. Yeah, disgusting. Like it would like. Yeah. will never talk to him again. Yeah, and, having and a crush on Seven is awkward and potentially funny in it's the context, in the context of that yeah. joke. Well, and who hasn't had a crush on Seven? Everybody yeah. crushes on Seven. Harry Kim was carrying a big old torch for Seven for a while. Yeah, so like having a crush and like, yeah, the revealing to your crush that you have the crush in a moment of, I think I'm about to die, deathbed confession. There's that's a, to... a funny joke. That's a tropey, yeah. funny joke. Especially when you don't die. Yeah, like there's a great <laughs> scene in the film Almost Famous where... It's a it's a it's a movie about a band. Yeah. Oh, is that oh, the yeah. one with Brendan Fraser and fucking? No, that's Airheads. That's, that's Airheads. Oh, that's Airheads. I like Almost Airheads. Famous. Is a, is a ser- That's a comedy. This is a serious film. Let's um, watch Airheads. Yeah, I've never it's seen gr- it. I'd watch it. Anyway, Almost Famous is very good. But there's a great scene where this 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 band they're on a private jet. Oh, I know the movie. And it starts about. it starts going down like it starts hitting turbulence and like. Everyone's freaking out. They think they're going to crash, so they all start like airing their laundry out. Oh no! Um, and then, of course, the the jet turns out to be fine, um, and the band breaks up. And the ba- and yeah, and like oh, no, does it? Oh no! Spoiler alert! Uh, oh, I, I was that, guessing. I haven't that's seen the it. end of the, that's that's the end of the band. Oops. Uh, yeah, I, I, actually, yeah, most of it. I, the best part though is definitely talking the, about Tuvok's ass eruption. No. Oh. Going to Harry, being like, I said your playing was like a dying targ yeah. I should have put it more delicately not saying that I was wrong in my assessment yeah, no, your just that was I was too bad. mean yes. here's the weird thing about EMH is that his grow, his character arc over the course of the show has been something to the effect of he starts off 
you know, wishing people would pay attention to him and, you know, grant him more agency and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And he just grows to feel like he's superior to everyone and voices it all the time. Well, he says that to Janeway at the start of this episode, doesn't he? He does. He's like, I am superior to humans. I mean, I'll still be friends with you losers. <laughs> I mean, he is, though. He's a computer. Yeah, I think that's... That isn't... Uh, you don't but say does, it, but does Okay, that... don't say it. No, but, be but, but there are limitations. Like, he... I don't. I don't like the term superior. Well, well here's the problem. Here's the problem. All right, right. tell me, Jake. Here's Do the problem. Lay it on me, Daddy O. I'm going to psychoanalyze it for a minute. The EMH was created by and in the image of Doctor Zimmerman, a big fucking creepazoid. Who's a big fucking creepazoid narcissist bastard? Yeah. <laughs> but he was designed with very, you know, limited social cap cap capabilities because he was only ever supposed to be on for few minutes at a time to treat a, a patient then yeah. get turned off so he's expanded the program so he's basically had to learn how to be social which is why it's always kind of ironic that he was on teaching seven how to be social because yeah. he himself That's a good point. Go had, to he, he himself had to like learn social graces mm. but, but failed <laughs> in a very well just in a very limited way and like he not like a child would learn, but yeah. basically hey, starting from the you same to, place. I'm going to teach you how to feel superior to everyone, too. Well, when you think about, like, especially before he had the mobile emitter, who was he spending most of his time with? Tom Paris. Kes. Yes. Oh, and Kess. Yeah, Kes. that's true. Mostly Kess. But, like, he spent most of his time with Kess and Tom, who was a condescending dick to him. Well, and also most of the time he spent alone. Yeah. And know. he was a condescending dick to Tom back. Yeah, because... So, I don't blame the EMH so much for being kind of a social weirdo. Weirdo, uh, um, just because like it kind of makes sense in the context of how he developed his social skills. Yeah. Oh, actually, you know, now that you think about it, like, is doesn't mean I have to like. No, 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 not yeah. Which is a shame because I remember my first watch through a Voyager. I really liked EMH, and like now going through and. and Picking apart all the goddamn fucked up shit he does, I'm like, oh god, EMH is kind of gross sometimes. I, yeah, he is. It's well, that's and a lot of that is just because stuff that '90s TV thought was funny is not actually. It's kind of yeah, exactly. It's the Quark problem. Yeah, right. Because it's like as much as you can like Quark as a character in you know most of the things that he does, and he's both funny and entertaining, poignant sometimes. There's still that undercurrent of, oh yeah, no, he rapes people. He, That's he... the thing, though. With with Quark, I know we said the same, a, a similar thing, is that we started noticing towards season seven or so that it felt like he was reverting. Yeah. Like, his character had been growing a lot in terms of, you know, treating his Davo girls better, and treating everybody better, and maybe Rom, he doesn't beat so often. <laughs> and then we noticed there was a weird shift. Yeah. Probably because, yeah. like, the writers were busy doing something else and they had to pay attention to Ezri and all this nonsense that it felt like Quark became a scumbag again. And yeah. we noticed it. Yeah. And I'm noticing it with EMH. Yeah. Well, no, the thing about EMH is I don't think that he... I think this was... A, this aspect of him hasn't really changed. Like, no, it's always kind of been this way. Yeah. I, again, I do kind of wonder if they bring it out more just because the writers were mad. <laughs> yeah. Like, I genuinely wonder <laughs> that sometimes. Okay, that would be fun. Having said that, though... Aside from that scene, and that, yeah. and really that one line yeah. in that scene, I thought this was a very good episode. I really enjoyed. I think it was a new take on the EMH, and like, like, oh yeah, yeah, he can just 
impersonate whoever he wants, which surprises me that, like, he, like, of all the things that they gave him access to in his program, changing his physical parameters probably should have been not one of them. Well, I, I, at one point, it was explicit that he didn't have that ability because Balana had to reprogram his looks for a mission at one point. Clearly, they never turned it back off. Oh, that's right, yeah, because he, yeah, when he went down to, it was Oh, and was being Dala. Oh, Blink oh. of an Eye. I know in, in, in Live Fast and Prosper, he impersonated Dala. Yes. I think, I thought it maybe... But yeah, I think he came in Wink and Ride yeah. so they could oh, change right. his yeah, clothes. Because, yeah, because, yeah, she gave him the ability to change his appearance on his own, which he didn't have before. Yeah. Because they oh, didn't know they didn't know what they looked like. No, the real idiot is Janeway. He shouldn't be able to self-activate ECH mode. I thought that was wrong. But he yeah. did, But the thing is, he did it with Chakotay's voice print. Chakot- that, was, that was Beltran speaking? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. I yeah. s- oh, okay. I, I it should have been Janeway, though. He was in Chakotay suit when he gave the ECH, when he activated the ECH, and then he changed into Picardo in the red uniform from Chakotay. Oh, did he? I could have sworn he went from just blue to red. But... No, no, he went from red Chakotay okay. to red. Okay. That makes a little more sense. Still doesn't. Because, yeah, it was the scene where Chakotay told Belana to evacuate right, engineering. Right, 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 so right. he was in Chakotay form. Right. And he only activated ECH when, when Tom called up and said, hey, Doc's this there. doctor's in engineering right now. And he's like, ah, if you, shit. If you see somebody there in engineering with you, it's the doctor and not Chakotay. Yeah. I also like that he was kind of a one-man pod people. Yes. Like, slowly just to, like, oh, God, I stick him in the morgue. You built a morgue set for one episode? Yeah. Um, it was pretty cool, too. Yeah, it was, it was. And then, like, just sadly collecting the badges, like, oh, God. The thing, okay, I feel like this is a plot hole in this episode. Oh, there's so many. <laughs> Wait for my list. Well, my big one is, so the Turpotatoes have been planning this this heist. Yeah. The Doctor, like, th- their whole plan 100,000% hinges on Janeway and the Doctor, and mm. only Janeway and the Doctor True. going on a shuttle trip together, which has never, ever happened before. That's a yeah. good-ass point. That would make no sense. Because like, it was a medical conference or something they went yeah. to, right? Why would Janeway go to that? Like a, To chaperone the Doctor so he wouldn't flee again? Okay, I, I got it, I got it. They know they can't send him alone, but no one wanted turn. to go with him, and they drew straws. And she forgot I, to cheat. I do buy that. Oh, I thought you meant that you had a, a cure for the plot hole. No, God, no. no. Yeah, because like, <laughs> no. yeah, no. like, if it's any, if it's the doctor and anybody else, it doesn't work because he needs to be the captain. Yeah, maybe it would work with Chakotay, but I don't know. Or maybe he could make it work until he could incapacitate the captain. But then he doesn't. But then you need. You also need the leverage of holding the captain prisoner. Yeah, and then also if we do it that way, then it's just that terrible episode with the shapeshifter that took over Tom's body for a little bit. Oh, yeah. vis-a-vis. Who worked his way up to being Janeway, but was found and out immediately utterly. because he was bad at it. Yeah, I mean that's the thing though. Is like the doctor. Like aside from that major plot hole there, the doctor is good at impersonating. Everyone. Yeah, Everyone. like, I love how Chakotay, I actually do really like how Chakotay figured it out with a, with a little, like, oh, yeah, this reminds me of that of that mission you went on once with the such-and-such such system. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Janeway is like, 
Yes, that's right, Chakotay. Clearly, indeed. Yeah. Also, uh, and Chakotay says that's that was not a thing. You cre- are not Janeway. <laughs> credit to Mulgrew. There was a point where she was in her chair as Dr. Janeway. And she was holding herself completely wrong. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's another thing. That, like, like Mulgrew did a fantastic job. Just even, like, in her little interactions. Like, when she, like, leaves the bridge and she says, like, they, you know, something to, to Tuvok. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's just, it's, like, Uncanny Valley. And if you hadn't, like, they kind of telegraphed the twist. Oh, yeah. Pretty early. So if you hadn't already figured out that it's the Doctor, at that point, you're like, oh, there's, like, that's, like, an alien. It's yeah, either not Janeway or something's very wrong with her. Yeah, something, something, like, something bad happened to Janeway. Okay, here's a question. Here's my first question of many. Right, of at least two. Mm-hmm. But here's the first. Um, Is it multiple choice? Yes. Will there be a grade? No. Okay. Pass fail. Dr. Janeway is in is in Delta Flyer returning from where they where wherever they had been. Yeah. We don't know yet that the, that there's a thing. And the transmission's all garbled, and he comes up with an excuse for why the transmission's all garbled, you know, as part of the ploy. We get it. And he says, okay, as soon as as soon as soon I'm back docked on Voyager, I want to talk to Chakotay. And, you know, they're like, okay, that makes sense. So Delta Flyer gets back, and no one checks. No one was there when it came back to see only one person was in Delta yeah. Flyer. That should have been obvious. They could have scanned it and said, huh. We're not, exp- we're not reading any human life signs. I don't know. Maybe the hierarchy could fake that with the, the, I mean, the thing. Is it standard but... procedure to scan your own shuttle for life signs? Well, maybe. But even if you don't scan it, but just like, there was no one there to meet them and see Janeway get off alone and be like, where the fuck is the doctor? Yeah, but again, I don't know. I mean, people... I When they're... she comes back and, sa- and says specifically like... You know, everything's been, go- like, you know, this thing is going weird and I need to talk with, you, with someone when I get back. Yeah. You know, I think you'd said, meet them when no, they get she back. she said, no, she specifically said, have Chakotay meet me in my ready room. Well, yeah. who, who is in charge of Shuttle Bay? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Nobody is. Dang it. Because, Even though there should be. Because Starfleet ships, you can always steal a shuttle. If there were a person manning the Shuttle Bay... That wouldn't happen. So yeah, I, it, I totally buy that there's nobody there. In a sensible world, there should always be people posted there, and it should be standard operating procedure that whenever anyone comes back with a shuttle, everyone who left with it needs to be accounted for getting and off of it. And deconned immediately. Well that's, th- well, that's another thing, too. Is like, So the, the transporters have biofilters to prevent you from bringing diseases or anything. There's no system that, you know, people just get off the shuttle and walk about the ship. Okay, uh, this this I will give you a techno-babble excuse for. Mm-hmm. Whatever the fuck it is that acts as the air shield is also kind of like a, 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 a non-fatal version of the baryon <laughs> sweep. Like, it's just the right level to not kill you, but to, like, decon you. Kind of like the chemicals you gotta use when you wipe down a countertop in a restaurant. There's like, it's like, alright, so if you don't use enough of it... It's actually pointless. If you use too much of it, it will murder people. But this spot right here. That's the good spot. That's the delicious one. That'll kill bacteria, but not customers. Yeah, I, I do agree that there should have been somebody in the shuttle bay to notice only one person getting off. Especially when she had re- radioed earlier and said, yeah. I'm having a, I'm having this problem and that's why it's weird. My, my transmission's so strange. Well, and even Wink. If, here's the thing. Even if it wasn't standard procedure for any of this, let's be real. Tom would have been in there in a second screaming, what is wrong with my baby? True. Did you screw up my joystick? <laughs> <laughs> Only Balana gets to do that. Oh, nice. Shimp begging. 
Okay. I'm going to jump into the, into the biggest problem I have with this episode. The potato people. I mean, I do hate them, but it, and they're a very large part of it. So here we go. What the fuck is the doctor's plan? So the doctor is carrying out their wishes mm-hmm. this whole time. Mm-hmm. And granted, you can tell he feels really guilty about it. Mm-hmm. And Janeway has told him up and down, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Doc, mm-hmm. don't. You're acting against my orders and I will turn you off. Mm-hmm. God damn it, Doc. Hippocratic oath, though. If only somebody would fucking turn him off. Jeez. So he just does everything the Paternos want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the whole episode long, at least I, was rooting against the Doctor. Because yeah, he's supposed to be. Because he's... It's almost like that, uh, I think it's in Brothers, when Data just suddenly decides to commandeer the ship. And you're like, Data, no, mm-hmm. don't do mm-hmm. it. Someone catch him quickly. Oh, no, a thing has happened. And then... Whatever the fuck he did to, like, you know, play his music and people figure out the music, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know who that was for, because whose warp signature was that? The Paterdos. The was it? How did he have their warp signature? Yeah. Yeah. Cough, cough, cough. Okay, okay. Uh, I think... Oh my god, another plot hole. Or, you know, it was in the Delta Flyers memory core from when they scanned it. See, I point. think he was doing it for himself. Because he thought the Paternos would give them back the Delta Flyer, would put him and Janeway back on the Delta Flyer, and then he'd go, what, save it himself? Like, he didn't think he and Janeway were going to be still imprisoned at the end of this. No, he, no, but no he, they double-crossed him. They told him that they were going to release Janeway, but which, they didn't. Which means the end, like, the whole plot that the Doctor has, has unwound for everyone is, hey guys, I left you a breadcrumb trail. Yeah. Oh, but I took your engine. Well, he knows they've got shuttles. Yeah. Oh, a shuttle can take take down this ship? It did. It didn't. It only did because fucking... They had help on the inside. Nar, yeah. Nar. fucked it up for them. I mean, well, I, don't, I, mean, I think that he was just... Do, he was trying to do the best he could without yeah. tipping them off. I think he could have done way better and it would have been a much more interesting episode. Though. Well, but he's not programmed for that. He is! He has all these command protocols in his system. Yeah, I was gonna say, he's got uh, lots of shit in his brain A now. lot of them got deleted for porn See, I and look, music. I look at something like Think Tank, because I was thinking about this earlier. Think Tank was a great double-cross thing where, ostensibly, to the Think Tank people, oh, Voyager has caved to our wishes and given us what we want. This beautiful Seven of Nine that everyone's in love with, especially the Doctor. But they didn't realize oh seven of nine is actually you know she she will she has the a uh, certain thing that will fuck you up yeah well she interfaced with things and broke yeah. their hoodlies yeah she broke their she broke their ship yeah or like in uh counterpoint one where mm. we turn the tables on our captives who think we're doing what they want to enact and we're actually not we have an actual plan underneath all of this yeah, I think that was a triple by the end yeah that had so many double crosses that you had to keep track with, with yeah. a notepad well, and that's paper. why and yeah, that's you, why Charlie with the red strings. That's why Janeway is the captain and the doctor is the doctor. But the doctor is supposed to be so fucking clever. But, he, but he's not. He's only as clever as his programming permits. And so his solution is boring. Yeah, I think that's fine. I think, like, there's. I, I love the moment in this episode where Janeway is, like, telling the turd potatoes that, oh, He's programmed with, yeah. He's probably he's ten steps ahead of you. He's you know. There's a great scene in uh in the Last Crusade where yes, Indy Indiana that Indiana Jones had given the the Holy Grail book to Marcus, oh, who's like yeah. a bumbling fool. Um, no, not Marcus to um, 
Yeah, sorry, Marcus. Yeah, Marcus. You said Marcus, but I thought Solid. of John Reese davies character. Yeah, no, Marcus is an idiot. Uh, yeah, so, he, yeah, he says that he gave the, the, and he tells the Nazis, he's like, yeah, he's a fucking expert. He can blend in. Speaks and, 10 languages. Speaks 10 languages. With any luck, he's got the grail already. And, like, and then cut to him, like, wandering around in some, you know. Bizarre. Bizarre. And, like. In a white suit. Yeah, completely confused. Trying to speak English to people and well, it's just not working. And here's the thing, Marcus maybe does speak ten languages. But the problem is he says something like, Does anyone here speak ancient Greek? Aramaic? Right. It's like, damn it. Um, so it's like, and like, and that's a great joke. Yeah. And I think they were trying to do the same joke here where it's like, yeah, Janeway's like pumping him up as, as this expert tactician when in reality he just, like he has the ECH protocols are just like, the bare minimum mm. to run the ship. He's yeah. not trained to, you know, even Harry Kim had more tricks up his sleeve. In than workforce? He... Yeah. No. Wasn't it? Wasn't... The two of them were, tra- were, were like uh, going back and forth and doing like, one upping things. The problem is what the doctor is, like he's got sort of this whole like list of stuff, but I don't know that this program can necessarily handle the level of improv, improv, Improvisation. Thank you. Improvisation require like he can't turn the practical knowledge into action as well as he should be able to. Why? Because that's really hard. He's very. He's a very creative person. Well, he's medically creative. But wait, is he creative, or does he just have a big repertoire of downloaded music Mm. in his brain? Well, well, what's what's the difference? I mean, I can sing along to songs on the radio, but I'm not Mozart. See, here's the thing. The doctor's like chat GPT. It can, it can come up with novel things, mm. but they're all just remixes of the things he already knows. It's not that much like chat GPT. I tried to ask chat GPT to say dirty things, and it won't. <laughs> the doctor's like, oh, I, kinda wish I he... breathed heavily while I was That's giving you your exam. Wish they Gross. gave him that filter. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I personally thought like it made sense that he couldn't really do anything better than he did. But then they only got out of the situation through chance. Yeah. And I don't think that's I don't think that's an interesting episode. I I was hoping that there would be some interesting double cross or yeah. or maybe like it wasn't really the warp core it was a, a hologram yeah. warp core i was core, hoping that or... he had, would have found a better way cuz to... it would be a better episode yeah yeah i mean i think it's not a great episode i didn't hate it it was entertaining enough I, oh god though the cg when it turns out the doctor can do combat parkour oh yeah <laughs> as a pregnant polana yeah. Janeway, they're like he could have done that the whole time I've been bringing him on mission, way missions for years. Fuck. I also like the moment where where it's like, make me Bolana. Update Bolana. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's a little bigger than this. I remember. I don't know. I kind of wish that, that's the thing. Like when I spend most of the episode rooting against the Doctor and try and like, sure, he has a lot of clever ways because he's clever of getting out of stuff from his crew, but doesn't have a clever way to get around these moron turds. Who are morons? They are very dumb. Yeah. And turds. And turds. Like there could have been some way that, at the very, very least, the people on Voyager, when they arrived, were able to get the thing back themselves yeah. through whatever breadcrumbs they left him. 
tech-wise instead of just location-wise. Like, okay. It wasn't enough. Yeah. Who's who's worse for you? The Paternos or Season 1 TNG Ferengi? Because I feel like there's a lot of similar vibe there. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I was noticing specifically in, in the, the repertoire between Zet and Nar mm. in that they were basically Zek and Rom. Mm. And yet no hissing and no whips. True. That's true. Mm-hmm. That they do have that up on the Ferengi, but I don't know. I might give it to these guys because season one Ferengi were meant to just be villains, whilst these guys I think are meant to be redeemable. Like you see it in Nar, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, we're supposed to like Nar because he's the nice one. He says at one point, oh, but Zed. That might kill them. You've been threatening Janeway this whole fucking episode, guy. Why are you with this man? Yeah, he... What is what is your relationship? Well, the same thing with the last time we we saw these guys with. Uh... But they weren't. But they weren't defected. These two are defected. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just seems like their culture is garbage. Is garbage. <laughs> but like, it, I mean, it's very hierarchical, right? You know, like well, you you just do what you're told. He makes a like. I can see how some clearly spineless guy got bullied by his superior to be like, don't you want to not live under these shitheads? And he goes like, I I guess not. I guess I'll live under you. Thinking he could... (laughs) I'll always live under somebody, though. Yeah. I don't know. That's the thing. Their second appearance, we only saw those two scientists. We don't know a load about... Like what they were like outside. We know of the how movie. we know they really fucking love um, Spy. spying on people. Yes, yeah. that's true. They are very good at that. Yeah, I wonder if these guys had. They must have already when they were planning this thing. They must have known all about the doctor from that other the other guy. Yeah. That makes sense because they're not smart enough to have figured it out on their own. No. No, they're idiots. Like, Janeway schools Nar on how to put together a piece of equipment she's never seen in her life. So, here's the other thing I was thinking that the Doctor could do is... So, they can see and hear everything that he sees and hears. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Could he have turned his shirt into a message? Yeah. Well, I thought... I thought he should be <laughs> he should be speaking sign language somewhere where the hierarchy people can't see through his eyes. Because I don't think they they obviously can't read his thoughts. Yeah. Otherwise they would have known about the music subterfuge. Yeah. So it's really that they're just seeing and hearing what he sees and hears. I thought what the doctor should have done, which would have been clever, because you know he's so clever, is find a find a quick and easy way to because he would to turn on the voice that they're pairing into him so that it just broadcasts wherever he goes so mm. that everyone around him can hear the hierarchy people and know what's going on. But then they'd be able to hear him hearing that, wouldn't they? No, because they're speaking it at the same time. Can you hear yourself on a Zoom call? But they would have seen people reacting to it. Not but, if they're coy. But they wouldn't know to be coy. Yeah, no, they just... Like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, especially Harry. <laughs> Did anybody else hear that? Is somebody talking? And then, um, and then EMH's shirt says, Harry, be cool. Yeah. <laughs> now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Greatest shirt message ever. <laughs> or like, everybody in Starfleet knows Morse code. I'm sure True. The potato heads don't. No, know. they don't. So if he was just tapping out yeah. some Morse code. Yep. Somebody would have picked it up. Although, it, again, that, that that leads to the other problem where it is apparently Federation law that whenever someone starts using Morse code, somebody out loud goes, that's Morse code! <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, I wish that the listeners could see this face. I was I was led to believe I'd be using a lot more Morse code in life. <laughs> that that honestly. And engaging in quicksand. <laughs> that that's a joke that I feel like would be good on uh, lower decks. Yeah, like just at one point, I really thought I'd be using a lot more Morse code in space than I have been. Too subtle. Trying to remember if it's come up already. It's possible. Mm. Oh, Ayala got a line. Yeah, so good to see him. Mm. I was wondering if that was him. Yeah, I was very happy. I'm sure it's because it's like, oh, we got only a couple episodes left. Let's get, let's give him, throw, throw this guy a bone. He's been here all fucking so long. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing in this whole season. It's like, you know, memory lane. They brought back Seska. They brought back Naomi. They brought back Vorik for two minutes. Did they brought even, back Kelly just to kill him. A couple, okay. like one or two. Yeah, he they did. Brought that he, oh yeah, he told the, the doctor. Was that last season? Or this I don't season? know. It was last season. Yeah. Either way, they did it. it was yeah, bad. yeah, so yeah. bad. He told Doctor Alano where to uh, stick it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Sector BG or whatever. Yeah. He should have picked up faster. That something was up. I missed who we're talking about. Vorik. Oh, Vorik. I was going to say Ayala. Are... <laughs> uh, no, Coach, I just thought it was the pregnancy. Ayala is actually a Q and is just observing them the whole time. He knew full well what was going on. I'm into that. Yeah, Chakotay was ready to mutiny like the moment Janeway said something weird. Like, Man hmm, loves mutiny. Is this a way I could mutiny? She wouldn't let me be a pirate recently, so. <laughs> Chakotay is to mutiny as Janeway is to blowing up the ship. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing, though, like when when Doctor Janeway tell, told uh, Chakotay, like, "Oh yes, this, these aliens are going to let us settle on an M class planet," I was pitch. I was imagining Chakotay being like, "Fine, fucking Lee. I've been saying this for years. I'll go get my tub making tools." The tub. Yep. Uh, That's what I really like about Chakotay. Building That's a tubs. man that could build me a tub. <laughs> mm. I like that. I like that in a man. <laughs> Good God, Tom brought Bellana so much fried chicken. Hey, and then he's, like, he's and she's like, oh, I, I can't be eating this. And he's like, oh, what's one piece? And it's like, why, why did you make fucking 30 pieces? Because so he knows many. most of it's for him. She's yeah. eating for two. Two fried chickens. All for Bellana. <laughs> Made me want two, fried chicken, though. It looked pretty good. Two whole fried chickens and dry white toast? Is that from something? Blues Brothers. I don't, I've never seen. Uh, good movie. Me either. Blues. Oh, it was also good. Like, Kim also had a great moment when he figures out, because remember in some episode, it's gone now, uh, the one where like, oh, I can figure out who was here in the holodeck oh, yeah, yeah. based on what shape was here at one point. And they're like, okay, there was Residual a shape. photons or Residual whatever. Residual thingy. Oh, we'll figure out who was underneath this hollow form. It was the doctor. Oh, I've been neck pinched or something. Why would Hypo. the doctor have to be under another form and he can just turn into the other form that's a good question why did no one check the shuttle when it came back <laughs> yeah this episode is don't think about does it too hard stretch the uh stretch the old suspension of disbelief a bit yeah it's, it's like i said a few weeks ago it's it's the season seven fatigue it's a good thing they killed off all the beta zeds on the ship <laughs> beta zoids on the ship <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't used to make the mistake. Well, I know, I know. Damn it, I've infected him. Fuck you. I think I'm the one that used to make that mistake all the time. I think I infected Beta Z is him. the planet, Beta Zoids are the people. Yeah, because they're like Beta Zoidberg. <laughs> but yeah, like, it's a good thing there were no Beta Zoids on the ship because uh, they would have immediately recognized That's true. the doctor not being Janeway. Who is this massive hole that's standing on the bridge? Um. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you talk about that's, the captain like that? Oh, that's Tom Paris. No, I met the other one. Oh, hey, oh. 
Hey, so it's really hot, but you know what's really cool? Blogtivities. We got one of those. Because yes. <laughs> I'm sweating my tits off, my dude. Perfect segue. Oh, it's been As a night usual. of great segues. All right. Oh, God. We have so little Voyager left that we have our last Voyager, like, uh... Blogtivity thing before the finale. You heard us in the last couple of weeks. We did all the all the great characters. We did all the great villains. And this week we saw some great races. Not really this week. This no. week we were kind of losers. But uh, we're going to talk about who are our favorite alien races throughout all of Voyager. It may count today. We'll see. We'll see who's on the list. Uh, Cardassians, Ferengi, and Romulans. I made that joke already today. What, Damn it! What joke? That's those are the ones. No. Oh. Who are you going to say? The fucking. The hierarchy three times. <laughs> I was thinking of, um, oh, fuck me. I'm fucking up my own joke. You know, Seska's boyfriend there. The Kazon? Yeah, the oh, Kazon. God. The Kazon three suck. times. Nobody's they favorite sure anything. God. The fucking guys that evolved from coral reefs. What about those feather... No, the bird heads? Feather, oh, the, the worst makeup heads. in the history of Star Trek. <laughs> It's funny, a few weeks ago, someone on shitposting posted one of them, yes, being I like, saw. what the fuck was with who, these aliens? Who did this to you? It's like, okay, it's not just us. We all agree this is fucking stupid. Yeah, that's the thing, is like, the nature of the show means there aren't a ton of recurring races, and unfortunately, most of them are bad. Disagree. Yeah, I mean, I'll get I'll get the party started. I'll, name, I'll name a good one. Do it. What's a good one, Jake? The Vidians. I'm glad you said the Vidians. The Vidians. They're the, grody. The, the plague yeah, people. Okay. Love okay. to hate those guys. Yeah, well, because like the interesting, they're interesting because yeah. they are they're obviously villains, mm-hmm. but they're also like victims of their own circumstance. And when we meet some that are not explicitly trying to murder and ar- harvest the crew. They're actually decent people yeah. that just got fucked over by by this disease. Mm-hmm. So I, I find I find the Vidians to be fairly interesting. I agree. Yeah. I like them. That's fair. Okay. Are we picking like three? Or... We're picking three. Oh, you got two more, Jake? Yeah, oh. fin- finish it off, Jake. Oh, shit. Well, that was the only one I had. Um, Brat. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I've been struggling. <laughs> I'm going to go with Species 8472. Yay! Okay. Because, um, again... I'm not going to go so far as to say they're actually good people because I think they are still crazy, weird monsters. But I think the 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 Boothby uh, episode because mm. like a from their perspective, the Borgs showed up in their space trying to assimilate them. Yeah, we all hate the Borg, and then they finally like kind of beat back the Borg, and then these assholes show up in their goofball spaceship. <laughs> And then they find a way to help the Borg kill them. Mm -hmm. So yeah, 8472 has every reason to believe that humans are a fucking hostile race. Yeah. So when everyone's like, oh my god, why are they impersonating? Why why are they planning this invasion? It's like, well, maybe because you gave them reason to think that you were going to kill them all. Because, Mm -hmm. you you know, you told the Borg how to kill them. And that also led to the Dauntless... Clusterfuck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. So uh, my man yeah. Arturus. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna say another, yeah, eight four seven two is another one, and then I'm trying to think of my third. Talaxians. Year. I mean, Talaxians are cool. <laughs> That's the problem. Is like we mostly see Neelix, so it's kind of actually hard to tell what you know. Listen, you don't need to say that because you know I'm gonna say the Talaxians. Yeah. So That's fair. Just shut up. <laughs> um, shut. Do you have a third? Jake, do you need a minute? I might need a minute. If we want to try somebody else, and then I'll. Come up with something. Talaxians. Yeah, Caitlin. Ocampans. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking that I was going to say Ocampans, but I, I'm like, ugh, 
We've only seen one. Herogens. Yay! Right. All good choices. Yeah, that is a good choice. I especially liked the Herogen that was in the uh, episode of The Rock. I think I like individual. Oh, yeah. That was talk. <laughs> There's going to be some individual Herogen I like, but I think as a whole, we just didn't get enough of them for me to have a bead on them. We got a quite a bit of I thought I thought we did, especially yeah. in they the They had like five game. or six episodes, didn't they? They I feel were like Nazis. they were all over the place. Yeah. It's a, uh, uh, uh. Well, also, anyway. they shrunk at one point. I thought they were yeah. interesting. I did like them better when they were super tall, but you can't yeah. really keep that up when you keep casting normal-sized actors. Well, you know, I mean... Tom just, Cruise looks taller than everybody, and he's like a fucking five foot. That's a better example than what I was gonna say. You know, they just use some fucking Lord of the Rings camera tricks. That's true. That too. They don't do that on television shows of the nineties. Yeah. What about the early two thousands? Is it the early two thousands? It is now, show? but it wasn't then. Yeah, no, it started in the mid nineties, so kind of run the gamut. Yeah, I think those are good choices, Caitlin. Thank you, Ames. I'll go next then, because mm-hmm. Jake looks like he's still thinking. Well, I'm... he's chewing on his thinking stick. Yep. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to start us off. I'm going to agree with Jake and say Vidians, just because, yeah, they, they make for such a great kind of idea for a race because you kind of see both sides of their story. Mm-hmm. And oh, good yeah, for They're them. super tragic. Oh, yeah. And their makeup is disgusting. Oh, it's so yeah, good. And very upsetting. And some of them are monsters and some of them are not. And, you know, <laughs> it's, it's good to have a little of each because not, not everybody's a monolith. Guys, great. Uh, oh, I, a very upsetting <laughs> melting alien. Uh, I also have to include the Borg, because I always include the Borg. I, I'm not at all surprising. I will always include Borg. They're great. And we uh, got to meet some young Borgs, and some queen, everyone, and all kinds of Borgs. Everyone that said Voyager overused the Borg is a lying fuck. Yeah, they're not in it that much. Every time we saw the Borg and we learned, like, whatever the new thing was of the week, I was intrigued I was satisfied with the new things we learned, and I didn't feel like they were being overused. I think, I think, I think it's less about overusing and more about misusing. And mm-hmm. I don't think they're misusing. Well, again, I just think that they're not the Borg in the pure form that they were in TNG, where they were just like mo- like monsters, like literal. But this is where they zombies. live. We came to where they live. Yeah, and they're a lot, but they're a lot different now. They're hierarchical. They have, they're just, they, there's... Well, but we got that in First Contact. Yeah, yeah. First Contact was really what started all that. So if you want to blame anyone... I think yeah. it's because it was a woman-led show, and people don't like that. That's mm. what I think. I, I think, think it's that, pure I think sexism. that has very little to do with it at all. Well, I disagree. Oh, well. Mm. And I have a coin flip... I'm a man, so I'm automatically right. That's so. true. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, I got a coin flip between my last two, but I'm going to give it to the Silver Blood duplicates. Oh, you love the Silver Bloods. Because I just find them also very neat. Mm. Like, that's a that's so an, a, depressing. a great idea for a people, is that they just gain sentience, and you're just like, oh, this is, this is life now. The we, best we did this. <laughs> fucking best worst episode. Yeah. I should have put it on both lists that time. <laughs> <laughs> Honorable mention to the Voth, because I do love the Voth. But I had to give it to Silver, silver Blood Duplicates because they're so cool. The Voth of the Dinosaurs. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I didn't Actually know, not so a bad you. idea. Chris, you got three? Uh, no. Jake, you got one? More? Yeah. I was going to say the Voth. There yeah, we go. Yay! My thunder has been stolen. Oh, shit! <laughs> Damn it. You can't no... get new rule. You can't give honorable mentions until everyone else is gone. That's a good idea. Okay. That's a good I, idea. I do li- we, we really should adapt that. That's <laughs> act, yeah, we should have come with that years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're learning seven years and we're learning <laughs> see sometimes development is a very small thing that you don't uh, necessarily even notice there we, yeah. go. there we go bring it back Chris you got three 
So I'm, I'm dying. I'm going to dissolve into a puddle uh, of Caitlyn right here. I mean, I guess, yeah, I was also going to say Borg. Yay, we love Borg. Love uh, Borgs, love Borgs. And we meet some good Borgs this season. We do. Like one. Well, not this season, but I think I meant in general. Oh, the, the, the character one, not like one character. One, I thought that's what you meant. We had like like Mazzotti, who's still the best. I like Echeb. Echeb's pretty good. I know, I have nothing against him, but she was so much better. No, no, Mazzotti was the best. Yeah, yeah. But I like Echeb a lot. Yeah, he's good. Okay, you know what? I'm not going to say the Ferengi, but I am going to say the people they conquered. Oh, okay. Because yeah, they I were so ready to burn them at the stake the minute they got an opening. I'll look up. I forget if we know what their names are. Yeah, I, but then anyone who's that willing to, to just murder their leaders is okay in my book. And, uh, uh, potato beans. I think they're too ridiculous. Okay, good, because I I, I I doubt sometimes. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, no, no, no. If Chris loves them, I will certainly hate no, them more. No, no. We need to see more of them before I really have a bead on them. Um, I'm just gonna steal your guys' idea and say Vidians. Vidians are great. Vidians are good. They're they're good, and I loved an Arapel. So yeah. Um. All right, I got an honorable mention though. The fuckers that wouldn't let them use their fancy long distance transporter. Oh, where the where prime directive was on the other foot. Where, where, where they got prime directive. Oh. Yeah. Prime Ooh. from pi- prime factors, I think. Yeah. Another one. The uh, random thoughts people. Oh, oh that woman that really wanted to fuck Neelix. Yeah. Until, you know, until she got murdered. Yeah, that sucked. I mean, her getting murdered. Not that, mm. that I don't remember what I thought of the episode. Their society seemed really bad. Yeah, it was just a weird society. You know, the literal thought police. Yeah. I feel like did I like that episode? I think it's a day okay episode. I thought it was a good episode. Yeah, I, I genuinely can't remember what I, I like. It's like the scene where where Tuvok like is dealing black market yes. thoughts. Oh and it's great. That's a great And there was a clip from that space movie with the horror and the yeah, Sam Neil. Oh, Event Horizon. Yeah, yeah. The, God, the, that the decomposing horrifying. fox. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I like that one. It's just it's so funny. How often I'll be like, I don't remember what I thought of an episode. I remember the episode, but yeah, that's a good. Yeah, another good race I liked uh, was uh, the Phantom A people. Yeah, they were cool. I like them. Honorable you know mention. I... Good. Whoa, whoa, whoa! No, I was gonna say, you know what race I like is this white cat. Oh. He's a good one. Honorable mention to the various holograms that flipped out and killed their overseers. I was actually just thinking that hollow. It would be cool to do hollow people because there's yeah. a lot of that in this. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, the, well, even just even just like the doctor, the EMHs, you know, people. Oh, we're uh, oh, yeah. mines. Yeah, the poop miners, Andy Dick, uh, um, oh. Zimmerman's, <laughs> maybe not Andy secretary, Dick. Leonard, Roy, the Roy. Fly. Leonard, Roy, Roy yeah. was the fly. Like, like, the, like yeah. it's yeah. undoubtable that there's the. the they are creating life forms every day, and, and they are we're refusing so to acknowledge it. Them. And they are so racist against them, and like we're mistreating them so horribly. Mm-hmm. And it's the exact speech, like when when Picard went off in Measure of the Man about like what what we decide here today will dictate you know whether these people become. You know, free people or, or slaves or, you know, I'm paraphrasing. But, like, 
No one's asked that question about the holograms yet. Nope. nope. That's because we, we do not think of them as people at all. Nope. Nah. I'm sure I'm sure after those couple of exocomps, the that doctor or that scientist decided, okay, we're gonna we're gonna just take uh, remove a couple of these functions from exo- exocomps so that we don't think of them as sentient. Uh-huh. And we're gonna keep chugging them out. Uh-huh. Well that's that's I mean, if you can make them non sentient, then sure. Go for it, dude. But like, yeah, as long as they're as long as they're like feeling, thinking things, then that's tough. Yeah. Yep. It's gonna be interesting though because uh, earlier today I compared the doctor to ChatGPT. Mm-hmm. You remember? And you remember like, I was here, but I've already forgotten. So like, that's a huge thing. Is that we have these uh, what do they call large language? models or something something like that there's a name for what uh yeah chat gpt is and other things like it and they're obviously not sentient they're obviously not they're robots yeah at best but it's there's gonna be a point and it's probably sooner than we think god i hope not but you're probably right that well even if they never themselves are like what we would think of as like feeling they're gonna become indistinguishable and at what point does something that is indistinguishable from sentience and it like, like, like what point, like, cause you could very much say that the doctor, yeah, we, uh, anthropomorphize the doctor because he acts like a person and he, and he displays emotion like a person. And the show is trying to prove to us he's a, sh- he's a person. Yeah. And it, like, it's this whole Pinocchio thing. But if he gets home, what's Admiral Paris going to think? He's going to think, oh, your like, program. It's like, yeah. Like he, yeah. He Off did, to the mines with it you. It did a good job. Yeah, you've got a, yeah we, we put the you know GPT-2000 in him. And, and yeah, that's he's, he is designed to emulate human emotion. And he's designed to, to do these things to make him more relatable as a, as a, as a person, you know, if you're a patient. See, Futurama, of course, solved this problem by inventing the soul detector. Mm. So we've got one of those too. We just have to bring Harrison Ford out of uh, retirement. I don't know, Blade Runner replicants. Oh, oh, the uh, Void Kampf test. Sure, yeah. Gotta rewatch the original Blade Runner. I watched the second one without remembering anything about the first one, Mm. and I had no idea what was going on. Mm. I feel like the second one stands pretty well on its own. What did What did I keep asking you during the movie? What's a replicant? I don't Just kidding. Why is Harrison Ford here? <laughs> oh yeah, 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 well, yeah. Until you get to the point where it's like they're directly referencing events from. What movie. happened? <laughs> what are they referencing? <sighs> Harrison Ford fell in love with a robot girl. No plan. Or did he? Jake Meanwhile, yeah, Jake, Jake has has brought us all down to the. We're all going to have to bow to AI soon. No, we're uh, just gonna have to. We're just gonna have to confront the fact that we're creating a slave race of AIs. Oh well, that's fine. I am better. Shit. Better them than us. <laughs> Meanwhile, I have no segue. I'm just gonna say it. Jesus Christ, we have one more Voyager episode to do left, guys. Holy uh, shit! I guess we're approaching the end game. <laughs> yes, that's the one. Yeah, so it's a it's a two parter, like double length thing. We're doing that next week. Check it out there. We're going to have lots of thoughts, I think, on the show as a whole, as well as on the series finale. We're going to talk about our favorite uh, episodes from the last season of Voyager. And then we're going to talk about our favorite and least favorite episodes from the whole damn show. So that's going to get deep. So prepare for that. It's going to be a lot. 
Uh, and then after that, we've got more shit, and then eventually we'll hit Enterprise, and eventually hit the other shows, and eventually we'll all succumb to the AI. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> we'll cover Prodigy. And Strange New Worlds. You liking it? Well, I like the first season. Oh. I haven't watched the second season. Oh, that's right. I like the first season a lot. Airing right now on Paramount+. Plus. Plus. No, we're not a sponsor, and why would we be? We hate them. I'd hate them less if they sponsored More us. like Paramount Minus. <laughs> hey, got them. <laughs> uh, but you love us, so definitely be keep checking that out here. We'll check out our blog where we have all these races we just talked about over at sshpodcast.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter. We're on all the things. We'll be back next week. Until then, this has been Anne. This has been Caitlin. Who's Jake? And this is always Chris. I got nothing. Beep boop, I'm a robot. There you go. You got Nicely it. done.